times back in December Winter cold, yes I remember It was you It was you All the times that day you met me No, you couldn't sit and forget me It was you It was you of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. This week's episode is a treat because there is so much going on. Uh, This week I'm joined by Frequency Within, who phoned in from California to talk about their new single, Coma, touring, and other exciting happenings for the band. It was a blast to talk to them fresh from practice and hear about their amazing origin story. Also in this episode, I have a special segment with Lindsay Kerskew of Level to the Room, who is joining me to talk about the fest. We're both really excited to talk about the lineup, our weekend plans, favorite memories, and more. So to kick things off, let's listen to some Frequency Within and dig into the interview. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a dream to make it real, and so I
thank you so much for joining me, Frequency Within. This is so awesome to be able to talk to somebody on the West Coast. I think the last person I talked to was AW over in your area for LA and stuff. So that's awesome. How are you all doing? We're doing well. Awesome. Well, it seems like there's so much excitement that's happening for your band. I know you have a tour coming up, South by Southwest, all this other awesome, exciting things. So it's, it seems like a great time to be talking to you. It is. We have a lot going on. We're super excited about it. Oh, hell yeah. Even better. Well, one of the things I always like to do is kind of explore the back history of the band and stuff. And so to kind of kick that off, you know, how did each of you first get involved in music? And maybe what were some of the first instruments that you got to pick up and play? Um, so I got involved with uh, music back in elementary school because my elementary school um, had a concert band. So I was like, I want to be Lisa Simpson and I want to play saxophone. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I went ahead and learned saxophone and then I was like, hell yeah. And then I, I learned a little bit of trumpet and then I learned a little bit of drums and um, went further with different instruments from there. So I would say for me, it was elementary school through high school, um, being in the marching band, drum line and stuff like that and um, a little bit in college. And then I was like, why am I going to college for this? I'm performing now. And said, fuck it, and went for something else. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you outdid Lisa on all the instruments too. I think I, think I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I guess, so my mom was a singer. You know, she was a, she was a great singer. I couldn't really do that. I was more of a lip singer. Um, so, you know, I would perform like in front of my, my parents or cousins or whatever. It was just like lip syncing to like Michael Jackson or, you know, whatever. But it, it was just, it was always fun to perform. And um, I think the first instrument I actually picked up was the drums and uh, in, in, you know, marching school uh, band. And um, I don't know, I just, uh, it, it, it didn't completely do it for me. I wanted to do more, like write more, you know, and you can't really do that with drums um, or a, a snare. <laughs> can't really write too much around that. Um, so I picked up the guitar and then, yeah, the rest was history. Just loved it. Jeanette, if you can see. Yeah, you got to talk loud because you're way back there. <laughs> okay. Um, ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to play drums. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just always had that itch since I was little. And, uh. I finally got my first drum set when I was 12 years old, and I have not stopped since. I've been in all the bands, the concert band, the orchestra, the marching band. I ended up going to college to get my bachelor's in music performance. Um, and then uh, later, sometime later, I my dad had told me that he actually tried out for the drum line, but he never actually got to pursue it because it was too much money mm. so he could have been a drummer and I think that's where I got it from it's just it's just in our blood <laughs> yeah it was in you at that point that's awesome yeah so I mean I didn't know that till later I just continued with it just because I wanted to but I thought that was an interesting fact to know uh years later that's so neat find out that you know it's all connected <laughs> yeah I never knew <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> And just real quick, she was being modest. She actually has her doctor. Yeah. <laughs> she has a no. doctor's in performance, doctor music. We call it doctor music. 
have to wear a white coat when she plays with us. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, I like the mental image of that. Even just like jokingly, it's like freaking lab coat while you're jamming. <laughs> we'll have to do that next October. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah I love I'm, the sound of that. It'd be fun. Only <laughs> one that hasn't been in band. <laughs> um, I never really had could afford lessons when I was younger and I always really wanted to and then someone got my brother guitar and he didn't play it so I did <laughs> and that's kind of where that started I played in high school with different people went to a lot a lot a lot of shows um was friends with people older than me so I'd drive out to LA all the time um and just see musicians play and it really inspired me like one time we drove all the way out to San Diego and I spoke to a musician and she's like you know you can do it you just got to do it you know just spend the time on it and uh and practice a lot <laughs> and I did and here we are that's incredible um what were the bands that maybe you were listening to as you were learning how to play music that kind of motivated you to just keep practicing and keep developing yourself as a musician the first thing I can remember was watching for the first time and understanding what I'm watching uh, a music video and it was of Nirvana and I was watching the drummer man it looked like fun I just like the whole scene the whole being in that video and and just rocking out that had a huge impact like visually that was like how showy I wanted to be that's a great like bar to be looking at as you're learning how to play music too is like Nirvana it's like hell yeah yeah it was it was great I love the sound of that <laughs> no, no, no. well for me I listened to a lot of dashboard confessional and I was like how is he playing this on guitar and singing at the same time so <laughs> I kind of had to learn that whole thing you know doing two things at once and then for guitar really I listened to a lot of khaki king and she just does really crazy stuff. Like if you look her up on Spotify, you're like, how is one person doing all of this? <laughs> and it kind of inspired me to play guitar a little bit differently. Um, for me, my dad is a big Jimi Hendrix fan. So he, me and him would like sit down and watch a lot of like Jimi Hendrix DVDs. <laughs> and seeing that guy wail on the guitar, I was like, oh, I want to do that, you know? So uh, I, I just remember wanting to do exactly that. And I still cannot do exactly that. <laughs> I'm sure if you keep at it, at this rate. <laughs> at, at this rate, yes. But uh, vocally, um, one of the, the artists that I look, look up to vocally is Joan Jett. Like, mm. being such a badass and being in, like, the Black Hearts and just, you know, starting from the Runaways and they fell apart and she was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself then. Hold my beer. And she went off and did it herself. And, you know, that I was like, dude, this chick, this chick has pipes. And it's not like, you know, like Celine Dion pipes or like Mariah Carey pipes. It's like raw, like in your face pipes. So that's something that I like definitely look forward. I mean, look up to like that's I mean, I, I uh, was just supposed to only sing for a little bit in this band. I wasn't supposed to be the main vocalist. I only wanted to play guitar, but then they put me on stage and now they can't get me off. It's <laughs> because <laughs> you found your inner Joan Jet. You're set. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. It took me a really long time to find myself musically. Mm. Just because I was listening to like everything at the time, you know? So while I was trying to learn how to play guitar, I was listening to like a lot of Motown, a lot of metal, 
a lot of hip hop, you know, uh, new metal, like it was all over the place. So I couldn't find myself for the longest time uh, until I saw the uh, Woodstock 94 uh, Nine Inch Nails where they were playing around in mud, just covered up and just oh, like tossing way, water yeah. bottles at each other and knocking shit over. It was like, that looks like so much fun. I want to have fun on stage. Like, that's, that's what I want to do. So eventually I'm going to throw mud at you guys. Sweet. <laughs> I'm so You're going to have to do like a mud pit music video at some point just yeah. to go at it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> just don't use your good instruments. You don't want those impacted by mud, but... <laughs> but that just sounds like a great time. Well, I know what's coming next then. <laughs> yes. Did it grow good? Did yeah, it grow? Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> Love it. I get to be there at the conception of that. Oh. <laughs> so how did everybody meet and how did like frequency within start to come together? Yeah, yes, all right. All right. So the history of frequency within. <laughs> <laughs> Reason just right. Everybody asks this question. So, um, <laughs> me and Ollie have known each other since high school, right? So, I would say, like, what was it? My junior year. My junior year yeah. in high school. Ollie goes decides I'm gonna go gallivant Arizona, and I'm just like, all right, dude, do you want to start a band with me when you come back? And he's all like, yeah, yeah, not a problem. So here I am going through my junior year in high school without music because Ollie decided to go to Arizona, and then he comes back, and we're like, dude. Okay, so when he comes back, I'm in my freshman year in college already. I already graduated high school. I'm done with that shit. So then, um, <laughs> Jenna, I met Jenna, and Jenna's all like, yo, I play guitar. And me, I'm just like, girl, you don't play guitar. You probably play some Taylor Swift shit. Calm down. <laughs> I didn't even think I knew who Taylor Swift was. And, yeah, you probably did it. So, so then I was just, like, really, like, skeptical, and she, was, she showed me her skills, and I was like, oh, man, this girl could play. So then I was like, let's start a band. And she was like, okay, who do we need? I was like, dude, my friend Oli is coming back from Arizona from gallivanting. And <laughs> so here comes Oli. He's coming back from Arizona. Just like that. <laughs> he comes back from Arizona, right? Screw the car. Screw the car. He just came, he came like this. And then, um, so then, because me and her were already in this other band, and it wasn't going good. We were doing Strokes covers. And I was like, nah, dude. I want to do shit that I can punch people in the face to. <laughs> and then uh we started this band called golly g whiz right it was like what pop punk would you say like, i don't I, know basically I we had three know. songwriters all three of all three of us so we all yeah. we all had like it was kind of like a split ep where like i sang one half and only sang the other so then we, we like went through it and then we kept on losing drummers and we were like dude what are we gonna do like we know music, don't, you know. Don't, don't undersell it. Like we okay. went to like nine different drums. Yeah. Oh wow. That's like a whole yeah. podcast on its own. Yeah. <laughs> I cried. I cried because I was so over going through so many drummers. It's like <laughs> hard to find. Like it's hard to find the right drummer. The yes. Right. It's easy to find drummers. It's just it's hard, not the right. Not one. the right. One. Yeah. Yep. It's true. So then, um, like you know, we finally lose our last drummer, who was actually really good. His he he went to Berkeley. We, we let him go and spread his wings into Berkeley, where he's, he's like an amazing drummer and producer now. And, um, and we love him dearly. And we were like, what do we do? So I'm like, well. Are you the legit? Okay, so, so I'm over here thinking, what do I do? And in tears. Now I'm going to let Jet Jeanette take over. <laughs> I, had, I was previously in a band called Apocalyptic. 
and it was an all girl. It's just pop, pop music, pop punk, you know, very, very poppy, like Josie and the Pussycats kind of pop. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just things didn't work out. The lead singer was getting married, they wanted kids, all that stuff. Um, so I was pretty much panicking because it's in my nature, it's in my genes to could always continue to play. And uh, I searched every social media avenue that I could. And uh, I went on Facebook and I happened to find a promoting company that uh, Jenna used to be a part of. And um, I saw her picture and it was a picture of a girl with a guitar. And she looked so honest, she looked badass. So I was like, I clicked on her and then I found Golly Gee Wiz, which is what the band that they mentioned before. And I had I'd seen that there was a guy drummer there already, and I was like, ah, oh, bummer, there you have a drummer. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to message them anyways. And I said, literally word for word, you guys would look better with a chick drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it hoping that they would have some kind of sense of humor <laughs> in the wrong way. <laughs> And uh, it just so happened, Jenna had responded right away and said, actually, our drummer is going to school in Berkeley, and we are looking for a new drummer right now. Yeah, I was just like, we haven't announced it yet. Looked at her message, I'm like, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) Sends that to you out of the blue. And then on top of that, it's like, no, really, like, we haven't even announced our drummer's leaving. We haven't told anybody. um, And we were completely dreading finding our you know, 10th drummer. <laughs> well, damn. It's like, it's like Jeanette just sensed a disturbance in the forest and just reached out. Exactly. Yeah. I'm she, telling you, it was meant to be. How did, did I find these direct people? Like, yeah. So at that point we were like, all right, well, our old drummer's leaving. We're going to revamp everything. We're going to be a completely new band. We're going to scrap our old songs. We're going to go with this. And we just met up and everything clicked. Um, you know, we wrote some songs and then developed our, our band name and, uh, we've just been running with it ever since. <laughs> Where did that band name come from exactly? Was it just like well-chosen words or? I don't know. It was uh, really a collective effort and it was kind of messy, but yeah, we're, <laughs> we found we frequency, found, right? Yeah, we found like the words that kind of describe what our music was. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some bands go with things that are a little like a play on words or something that they just read somewhere or that reminds them of something else. But but we kind of been going with like our art and our words to have to mean what our songs mean. Like even our album art that's coming up, um, like everything's really representative of this music itself. I love the sound of that, actually. And I feel like that actually, now that you mention it, it makes sense because a lot of the music, it's like, Sonically as well as lyrically, there's a lot of reflection going on um, within both the words and the music itself. So the whole like frequency within, I can start to, the wheels are turning in my head right now. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This is perfect. Well, I love that. I love it so much. Um, can you tell me what the first frequency within show was like? When was that? That was the Dollhead, right? No. no. Oh, yeah, it was. I think it was the Dollhead. No. Was it Dollhead or was it that Irish pub? I can look it up, but I feel like <laughs> I think I remember. I think it was Dollhut. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna see who's correct right now. 
<laughs> well, while we look that up. Yeah. Um, no, um, we were, I remember, I, I can only talk for myself, I guess. Uh, I was super excited because uh, from what we were writing was way different from what we played before. So when we invited all of our friends, like, hey, you know, this is a new band, come check us out. I was waiting to see their faces because I knew it was different from what we played before. And it just, it meant more for some reason. It did. It really did. That's exciting to go in with just that excitement. Oh! oh yeah. Okay, so the first show was a party <laughs> at Jeanette's house. Hell yeah. I remember being nervous. Like, I, we played tons of shows as Golly Gee Whiz. I've been on stage multiple times. And for some odd reason, like, I just remember, like, being nervous in her backyard thinking like <laughs> I really hope everybody likes this because this was out of my comfort zone my stage presence was something completely different than what it was before and what we were playing was more um like just hard hitting it was different so everything was kind of a step out of the usual so that that, that was for me yeah because that was sort of a con conscious decision to have Erica um like write the lyrics and and front the band like officially um instead of all of us like we all you know throw ideas in here and there but to do that for frequency within it was like no you're gonna do this some of the songs you won't even have guitar mm -hmm. which is a weird feeling <laughs> that was really hard for me not having a guitar in front of me at all times like you know i always feel like i can hide behind it but um that first show not having it i didn't know what to do with my hands and then next thing I know, I'm doing, doing kicks. So now kicking is a part of my a part of my stage performance. I, I have a background in martial arts, so I guess my nervous response is just to start kicking. It's, it's fight or flight. It's fight or flight. So but you did say earlier you wanted to do music that you could like hit something to. So I mean, yeah. that's that's not coming out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's perfect. Well. One of the things that I hate doing is assigning like a genre to a band because I feel like there's so much influence that goes into writing music. But how would you choose to describe frequency within sound? Rock. <laughs> we're definitely yeah, rock alternative. It's uh, slightly indie, but we're definitely more alternative sound. I mean, we have breakdowns now, so yeah. So a little bit of hard post hardcore, it's a smidge. We're just we're just rock that you can punch someone in the face to. That's that's it. That's what we want. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. I feel like I could punch somebody in the face to it, but I could also cry a little bit at the same time. Yeah, because there's so much emotion. I mean, like, I I I was actually sitting there listening to music. I'm like, oh my god, this is like, this is like post hardcore for sure in some spots. I'm like, oh my god. This is a little bit mathy right here. It's just there's some technicality going on, and then like then you know certain aspects of it hits, and I'm like, okay, here's a little bit of the emo going on. That like my heart's just like pounding with so many feels right now. It's amazing. I love that it's that dynamic. Um, are there any bands that you listened to as you were developing Frequency Within Sound? Man, yeah, like I mean, I I listen to a lot of uh, maybe the emo's coming from me. I listen to a lot of Senses Fail. Okay, awesome. Okay. From first to last, like all that shit from two thousand early two thousands and like mm -hmm. a little further, like I'm I'm still like banging my head too and I'm I'm living like it's emo again. So that that's me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um DJ'd an emo night. <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, perfect. See, that's, that's got a special place in my heart and stuff. And like, you know, for a moment, at least within um, some of the songs like Vindictive, I'm kind of like, okay, this is kind of like Joan Jet Thursday kind of vibe. Ooh, like, that's like what that. I got at one point because I'm just like, y'all could be opening for like Thursday is what I could think at one point because I'm just like, some of, the, some of this is just like that heaviness. That, maybe it's that post-hardcore bit to it. But I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So yeah, that's why I wanted to hear so badly what y'all are listening to as you're developing the sound because I'm like, there's so much here that I could like unpack. It's amazing. So somebody brought something to my attention the other day. Um, they were commenting on the videos on YouTube for mm -hmm. Vindictive, and they said something like, it has a Not A Surf vibe. Mm. And I was like, man, I was listening to Not A Surf while we were writing that. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, I don't remember like calling back to the wall while I was writing it. Like, I didn't feel like they had any impact on me until somebody brought it up. Like, yeah, it kind of has that vibe. Like, yeah, I saw shit. that comment on YouTube. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I love how people have an ear for that, so, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, sometimes it's like you can't tell what your influence is until like somebody brings it up to you. You're like, wait a second, wait, you just called me out. That's exactly yeah. what I was listening to or what I'm into. So, yeah. oh, I love that. I think I was listening to a lot of Paramore, a mm -hmm. lot of Paramore. <laughs> and uh, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs was definitely a big influence, uh, especially for. Astrid, I feel because it got me outside my comfort zone, you know, playing the four on the floor kind of thing as, as opposed to doing a little more hi hat work. Uh, definitely from the IAS. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. Especially with like static ground. Yeah. Because that started yeah. with like Oli and just doing crazy stuff on bass. And I was like, oh, let's make this weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always That's Jenna normal. saying, how yeah. can we make this weird? <laughs> I love that. It's like the best mentality to do because it forces you to like expand your creativity that much more. And that's great because this kind of transitions into my next question very beautifully. Um, so what was it actually like writing Blissfulness? Blissfulness. Am I saying it? It's a play on, it's not a Blissfulness. I'm like struggling with words tonight. We're going to have, I'm going to have to re-record that bit later, but. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, with doing Blissful Mess, so that was. Like, lyrically, I was closing a chapter in my life that's been left open since I was, like, 15 years old. Like, all my heartbreaks, all, you know, the chips on my shoulder, just everything I've been through, I wanted just to let that go in this album. So Astrid was about an ex-love, you know, um, Static Ground was, uh, I don't even remember what Static Ground was, was, was about. Um, but like just all, all of it <laughs> anyway but but i just i just know that i was closing a chapter in my life to start a new one so once we released it it was kind of just a big closure for me and and also just you know looking forward and looking for forward into growing into my 20s you know so in in this new single we're doing too you're going to see a big difference i just wanted to throw that one out there but what what yeah. do you think about blissful mess just writing that process mm, i think it was something interesting because we went into it you know we went into start frequency was in to be like a completely even thing where all of us are doing stuff together and so we kind of went into that with the writing process as well i think a couple songs like astrid um and you went too far erica kind of already had done before we came in but all the other ones were really like we all wrote them there in the room together so it was all of us kind of 
feeding into this one thing. I was like half drunk when I wrote all those lyrics too, because it was so painful. <laughs> it's hard to like address all those feelings. And like, I mean, just for example, like one of the songs I really loved, of course, was Astrid. And it's like, there's so much emotion that's like packed into that. And I could feel maybe that it was because of the way that you wrote the song, now that you've revealed that, but like, I can kind of feel you unpacking that experience right there. So, and I feel like that's why that lyrically definitely made a huge impact. And then just the music itself just is so well matched. And I, that has to be your collaboration coming out from all of you writing together in the room with all the other songs too. I think recording Blissful Mess for me, coming from like a pop band, I really wanted to explore my drums, like personally. And I was so fortunate to work with these guys and to give me all that freedom and space to do so. And it was just, it was amazing because I had never been able to really show what I could do. And uh it was, I think it was perfect, perfect timing, perfect genre, um, and the songs just kind of clicked as far as the things that I wanted to do and play for drums themselves. That's so cool that you were able to explore so much more of, like, your range in that sense, because, you know, coming from pop, I love pop, but, like, there's kind of, like, a formula to it versus whenever you go into other styles, there's, like, you can explore it sounds like whole other areas of your kit and being able to see what you can do that works within, you know, the more alternative and indie kind of styling music. So that's awesome that you had that opportunity and it sounds like great teamwork for everybody. <laughs> really was. Yeah. I think all of us kind of like had to force ourselves, not really force, but like had the opportunity to try new stuff. Cause I remember I was doing really, really indie stuff. Like, yeah really indie stuff and then this kind of for, uh, blissful mess kind of had me going a little bit more I guess I was listening to a lot of punk music because mm-hmm. <laughs> it had me get just a little more forceful and aggressive with my guitar playing and you definitely hear that in yeah. that album yeah so I mean like we said before we've had probably like nine different drummers in the past um and Jeanette's uh, the best <laughs> music so probably about seven of those drummers uh I wanted to hit them in the face a lot just because I would come up with like weird rhythms and they, they just, they couldn't do it. So I'm like, okay, I'll not, well, I don't know how else to say it, but like dumb it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I won't, it won't be as crazy, you know? And then uh, Jeanette comes along and I'm like, hey, let's try this rhythm. And she like adds to it. I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Okay, yeah, let's do this. I like that. Keep that. Or she'll add something completely different. I'm like, let's do what you were doing instead. I like that rhythm better. You know, so it was, it was no longer me like having to worry about somebody else to, you know, to fit in with them. It was more like we're growing together. Like everyone in this band is just growing, you know? Sounds like you found your soul drummer. <laughs> and now everybody can just kind of experiment with each other's like styles of playing to really produce excellent music. Like I'm in love with this record. It's so well done. And I mean, you clearly pushed yourselves to explore your abilities because all the songs are just so tightly written. Um, do you each maybe have like a favorite song on the record? Static Ground. Janet's <laughs> <laughs> like, got it. <laughs> uh, Astrid has a special place in my heart. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Doom. 
Oh yeah, I can yeah. tell you like that. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I have to think about which songs are on the I mean, I like them all. I don't think nobody picked Vindictive. That was a really pretty cool one. I haven't picked, okay? okay. Good job with that. Actually, I think Vindictive. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, yeah. No. I think Vindictive is like that one song that everybody loves no matter what. But I feel like I like 100 Proof. It's just really like in your face. Oh, and fun fact about 100 Proof. So <laughs> at, at our last rehearsal space, Jeanette had this bottle of Jack like hanging out by her <laughs> drum set all the time. And I was like, Jeanette, do you have something to tell us? Like you always have, it was a ginormous bottle, like the Costco brand. And I was like, I was like, dude, like I made this joke, like how she's an alcoholic. And I'm like, I'm going to write a song about you. And, and that song is about Jeanette. Like oh my gosh, really? Oh. Yeah. Originally, we called, we just had it as Jeanette's song. It was Jeanette's song for the longest. We didn't have that a name the for, title it. for the longest. That was oh the working God. title until we recorded it. Yeah, they're yeah. like, what are you guys going to call this song? Oh, we can't call it Jeanette's song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, but you'd, you'd just be straight up calling her out on the record. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, it's like, what the heck's Hunterproof? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, do you have any favorite songs that you like to play live during your live set? Because I know it's always different to play it live versus like yeah. it's a record. Feel like hundred proof. Yeah, everybody just like comes together and just enjoys it. Like from the start, it just starts. Well, that helps. Actually, I was gonna say static ground actually yeah. for live because I want to get to throw the the bass around. So <laughs> yeah, static ground for for live. For life, for me, it's gonna be static ground because that's when I get to do my uh, jumps and my kicks. <laughs> get the most action in. <laughs> really? Nice. Really? Because I get, I do all that hi hat stuff, mm-hmm. which is really fun to yeah. play. Okay. But I also sing. Oh, it's true. She does my ba- my backups from the album. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's awesome. Damn. Well, just. <laughs> Hearing that makes me excited. Like, I, I hope that I find a chance to be able to see y'all play a live show because it just sounds like so much fun. And <laughs> we'll have to do our next tour and go all the way out there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all the way here in Florida, but, you know, there's there's compelling reasons to come to Florida. I mean, I always tell people it's like a get on fest or I will help you find shows around the state. but. No, it's, that would be so awesome. I just, it, it just seems like y'all have such great chemistry just talking to you. And then like, I'm sure that a live set is even more exciting. And then you're going on tour in the coming weeks and stuff. That's exciting. Do you have any like favorite spots to play or any cities that you're really excited to play on this tour? I'm excited to uh, hit Arizona again because we have uh, a friend band out there. Like we have a our, lot of friend bands. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. But uh, my personal favorite, Phantom Party. They've been with us since we were college US. and since they were the semester. Yeah, so, so they are like our our brothers. You know, like we we absolutely love them, and every time we see them, it's like we get to pick up where we left off. Um, and I, I adore those guys completely. Yeah, we see each other like what once a year. Maybe? Once a year, yeah, a couple but. times. Either we go there or they come here, so it's it's been fun. <laughs> That'll be a nice reunion then. Well, cool. That's definitely exciting. And it, you're all over pretty much like the the west part of the country for 
that tour. So that'll be exciting. That's the cold sweat tour. Yes. Awesome. That's exciting. Well, I definitely am hoping that anybody who listens on the West coast goes and checks out these shows. Cause this, it looks amazing. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier too, was like the new song coma. I haven't heard it yet, unfortunately, but can you talk a little bit about writing that song and putting it out there? Um, yeah. So, uh, writing coma was, um, I'm not going to, I don't want to tell you what exactly what it's about. Cause I want everybody to kind of relate to it with, with which yeah. relate, relate to it first and to make it their own. Mm-hmm. But, um, the coma was about a really difficult time in my life. So I, it, it was, it was a trip, um, recording that it was a trip, even writing that I, and it's really intense. It's darker. Um, and from the close friends we have shown, they, they say it definitely, um, makes their heart just kind of, it pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. A a lot. A lot. (laughs) We specifically had someone say it makes me want to cry. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not slow or anything. It's still got, it's still us. It's It's very, very very intense. Very hard. But I, um, channel my inner Davy Havoc from Sign me the fuck up right there. <laughs> That's a special language that you just like tapped into my brain. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> so, and you'll hear it, especially towards the end of the song. You'll definitely hear it. I'm, I'm talking Davey Havoc from like um, his punk days, but a little bit from the December Underground. Oh. So um, you're definitely. Gonna- <laughs> I'm swooning over here. <laughs> tiny clip up on Facebook right now or Instagram. There's like a little video with like 30 seconds of it. So it's a teaser. Get, give it a listen. All right. We got to We got to get in that teaser. That's for sure. I mean, that's, what do you guys think of writing a coma? Uh, I, I certainly had an experience recording it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, writing that song, I knew off the bat it was going to be a really deep, heartfelt song. You could just tell by how we start off playing. You, you know it's yeah. going somewhere like you know you're gonna go for like this really like just it was it's just like it's heartbreaking it's like going you know you when something bad's gonna happen pretty much but you still like fight through it and uh and then it's just think about it you do what you have to do in your everyday life it's intense damn well i'm excited to be able to like audio explore that entire song just being able to process emotions I'm one of those people that just loves to unpack music in the personal level as well as in the music so that's going to be a great one I can just tell from how you all are talking about it it definitely is and this is one where we actually since we did it as a thing since we did it as a single we got to spend a lot of time um just recording it like and give it a lot more attention like individually so I think it really shows I mean, all, really, all I can say about it is that it, it's it's a heavy song, and I, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> did you hear that? I did. <laughs> so, and that that's not the kind of heavy I meant. But. <laughs> it's just it's heavy, as in like it sinks into your stomach, and it's just a heavy song, you know. Um, but I do love it. It's a really great song, and I can't freaking wait yeah. for everyone to hear it i'm totally excited we've been excited yeah. since the day we wrote it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
That's a great feeling. Well, that's out on March 9th, and I'm super excited for everybody to get to hear that, as well as all the awesome tour dates that are coming up. Um, so you do you get to play a lot in your local scene in L.A.? Uh, yeah, we play L.A., Orange County, the Inland Empire. We play around here um, okay. at least once a month. Um, but we do like to tour. So every yeah. few months we'll, you know, hit the road, even if it's just for a weekend. Um, but now I think we're really planning on doing longer tours and getting to go further out. Um, just especially with the label helping us with this release and just meeting more people every time we go, um, we get to go further and further because we make friends. So, um, you know, it makes things a lot easier when you have people, you know, uh, already in those cities and you go, and you hang out with them, and they come to shows, and you just grow those relationships. That's amazing, and then you're able to kind of expand your opportunities just because you make those kind of, like, longer-lasting connections and stuff, and then you get to explore new areas of the country, too, that maybe you haven't been to and everything, so that's always exciting. Um, what's it been like working with your label? It sounds like you have a great relationship. Um, they've been awesome so far. Uh, They're we super helpful. Yeah, Die Laughing Records has already done so much for us, and it's been a sh very short amount of time we've been a part of their family, but I, I couldn't be any happier um, to be a part of a label that not only, you know, treats you like a professional musician, but treats you like family, because we weren't even really on their label yet when they were getting oh, us on these shows. Us, yeah. They were helping us. They were giving us a hand and giving us advice, and we definitely want to keep that relationship, you know, alive and growing. That's awesome. That's the best type of label to work with. I always feel like it's special whenever I hear about musicians talking about having a very special connection to the label, feeling like it's something that provides opportunity, but at the same time, it's like it's a real connection that you can have going forward as you like develop yourselves as like musicians in general and as people and then into like an ongoing career at that point. So that's just so wonderful to hear about. And I, I'm excited to see what happens next for you. Um, so I always like to throw this like really fun question at bands and I'll let you all each answer individually. Okay. So that is, um, if you could play with any three bands or just musicians in general, they can be resurrected from the dead or currently playing music. Who would it be? I know already. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> the first band would be earth, wind and fire. I know um, Maurice just died, but for him to be resurrected back alive, I would I want to play saxophone in that band. And then um, <laughs> be in the, the, the next band <laughs> would be Senses Fail. Um, I would want to learn the drum parts and play drums in that band. And then the very last band would be Silverstein. I would want to sing and, re <laughs> and replace the main singer in that band. <laughs> You want to be Shane. I want to be Shane Told <laughs> from Silverstein, the woman version of Shane Told. Oh, yeah. So not only will you play with these people, but you also steadily replace them. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> yes that's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I am the band. <laughs> now they're never letting you come to the Now they're going to be again. like, keep her out. <laughs> not allowed in. Your face is like in the front. <laughs> Did you just take Don't photos for them? I, I, just took, be I just took photos for Silverstein, and I love them. <laughs> that's so awesome. You had that ready. <laughs> I did. I think about this stuff all the time. <laughs> That's good. That means you're ready when I throw this question at you. <laughs> I'm never ready. Somebody else. Oh, um, 
I would pick Paramore, No Doubt, and Green Day. Those are all my favorite drumming styles, and they're like my greatest influences. And yeah, I'll, I'll be drums, all of them drums. It sounds like an amazing festival lineup, all, all three of those bands and you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, next. <laughs> uh, I would actually want to go on tour, like as Frequency Within, but uh -huh. like a huge like world tour with like uh, the Beatles, Slipknot, and NWA. What This is all over the place. <laughs> Flyer ever, right? you know? Like, you got some like band and some like hearts over here and then like, you know, us. <laughs> And then some like gang signs over here. It's like, oh my god, that would be like, who would miss that show? Nobody. <laughs> That's true. Everybody Everyone would, would go to that there. show. All from so many different crowds too. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I could already see the front, like the front row. Just like, what the fuck? They'd have to keep taking turns for like who's in front because I'd just be like, what is happening? <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> That's this crazy visual. I can't get out of my brain now. <laughs> um, I'm always really horrible at these questions. <laughs> I can never think of any band names. I'm very bad at it. Until afterwards. Yeah, until afterwards. But like, ooh, that would have been good. I'll probably say Tegan and Sarah, because I hate. Ooh. So are you gonna be Tegan or Sarah or both? <laughs> or both. <laughs> I am Tegan Sarah. I am Tegan Sarah. <laughs> I don't know if I can think of any others. You'd be like the next dashboard. Like yeah. He's the next dashboard. You yeah. could totally be Chris Caraba. Yep. From Dashboard. Yep. You want me to play by myself? Yeah. And you can be all depressed up there. <laughs> you could be the guitarist <laughs> from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I see that. Oh, oh that's so great. cool. I wish Nick I could play as well as you. Nick from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. This is so you. Maybe we chose for you. Yeah, there you go. Okay, You're done. Three. They know. <laughs> that's good. They know you so well. They can help you fill in the rest of the answers. That's perfect. Yeah, thanks, guys. No problem. I don't have to work. <laughs> well, like, I always like to throw that question out there because some of them are actually, I feel like, legitimately attainable for, like, musicians to be able to work with. I'm always floored by who I see end up eventually hopping on tours with bands. Like, I mean... Dashboard Confessional, for example, they are like pulling from all levels of the DIY community, it seems like, for their upcoming tour and stuff. So I'm like, hey, it can happen for you. All this can happen. So I'm just like, all right, send it out in the universe. If you say it out loud, it can happen. So Earthward and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're literally playing like a local festival near me soon. So I mean, I don't know. They're they're still going. They're still going. Who knows? <laughs> Well, with that being said, um, what are some cool things that you'd like to be able to do as a band over the next year or so? I want, I really, really, really want us to tour overseas as a band. Like, that's something that I, that would be a dream come true. Same. I want to go to Europe and Japan. Mm -hmm. yeah, Japan is so good to, like, indie bands and stuff. Yeah. That's, like, the best place to go from what I hear. Like, they're in, I think, Germany. I've always heard very good things about Germany. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's exciting stuff. Um, so you have the single with Coma coming out. Do you have any other new music that you're hoping to release this year? Yeah. Possibly. We can't talk about it. Okay. My lips are, my lips are sealed. 
we we uh we don't have to talk about it now but i would love to talk to you more about it when the time comes that you can talk about it so yes well that's so exciting well where can everybody keep up with you and find you on the internet your music and following um we do have our website it's frequencywithin.com um but we're also on social media everywhere uh facebook instagram uh twitter you can listen to our stuff on spotify itunes um all YouTube. the regular places yeah youtube it's all under frequency within yeah it's everything's just at frequency within or frequency within um we actually did join um what's that new app oh uh, so it's the v right vero vero i don't know how to say <laughs> we're on vero now so we're figuring yeah. that out so if you want to figure it out with us <laughs> but we're everywhere no, that's awesome. I'm excited to be able to follow everybody on all of the internet. Um, everybody's going to have to make sure that they follow you on all the social media, even the new even the new stuff, because that's exciting and fun. And you are such a wonderful batch of humans. I'm so excited to have talked to you. So everybody, please go listen to Frequency Within and buy all their music and do all the streaming and do everything you can to support this awesome band. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Not a problem. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Cold slices throw me I can't sleep with this Mom begins to wonder Gavin into
You just heard Frequency Within. I'm such a fan of this band's energy and chemistry, along with their wide interest in exploring so many styles of music. It's impossible to pin their genre down, which is way more fun and dynamic. I'm so excited for everything that they have coming up. So with that, let's switch gears over to my fest talk with Lindsay. super excited. I'm joined to talk about one of my favorite things, the fest with Lindsay Kerskew of Level to the Room. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm great, especially after all this excitement of the fest I get to talk to you the day of, so that's pretty mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> I saw the lineup right when I got onto campus and I immediately just had to text people and see who was awake because there was a house show um, last night and I just like immediately wanted to talk to people about it. <laughs> I know that feeling like uh I have a group of friends that I talk to and I was like repeatedly refreshing the website and mm-hmm. I got in like three minutes early so of course I like grabbed the screenshot of like the the website and everything I was like oh my god it's here everybody we gotta get excited mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always like the best feeling I, I don't know about you but I always feel like it's like mega holiday morning <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I think fast is better than Halloween, Christmas, any holiday combined. <laughs> I get more excited about it than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, gosh, I can't help it. I'm just jazzed thinking about it already. <laughs> so what was your first impression of like the lineup? I mean, there's so many great names that are in here, it seems. Yeah, I was really excited immediately. Um, probably one of the first names that I saw was Lemuria, and they're like my big go-to band um, when I first went to Fest. I think it was a 15. Yeah. Um, like Adult Mom, Mississippi, uh, Prince of Hyena, Mom Jeans, like all the bands that I've been wanting to see that are like putting out new music or have just released something new right now. Yeah, there's so many great bands that are playing that like we know for sure are putting out records this year. I mean, I know Slingshot Dakota is recording right now and like Prince Daddy, I think, is working on another record and Adult Mom put on an awesome record last year. So it's like it feels like all that hype gets to come together even more so for us. So freaking love that and they're all bands that I haven't seen since they released something new too that's true I mean Lemuria came through last year and stuff but I haven't seen them since they put out the new record with both of us being based out of Florida sometimes it's harder to get to see some of these bands and stuff so I don't know about you but it always feels like a treat a lot of the bands that will hit the east coast but maybe the closest day is like Atlanta or something and then you can kind of see all the bands that you've been missing out on just in one weekend yeah, that's the best part of Fest for me. I know, like, one of the bands that I really like that got announced today was Signals Midwest. They pretty much only come down here for Fest, so so I was like, yay, you're coming back to see us. <laughs> um, so um, what is it that you're probably the most excited for this year? Um, I know for me, it's always, like, a couple of bands, like you mentioned Lemuria. Are there any others that you're excited about? Um, honestly, I would probably have to look up the lineup again, but I know Gougeway are playing. And I've been seeing them for probably like two or three years at this point. So it's really, really cool to see them like move up in venues. Because I saw them, I think in July, played at the Hard Box. And then they recently came through and they played uh, 
like at the Atlantic and it was pretty much just completely packed with line out the door and everything. Yeah, they have a huge hype going with them right now. I mean, we're very lucky that we've kind of gotten to see them kind of rise here in Florida over the past couple of years, but like they've been touring so much with Touche Amore. So it's like, I, I feel like that's going to even push them even higher as far as like venue spaces this year. Yeah, definitely. And they even like got signed to a label and they're about to like, I think they're currently recording or they're, they're at least going to put out a record probably this year, I think. Yeah, that's going to be a really great record. Everything that they've done has been phenomenal so far. And it's nice to see bands like that get that kind of recognition, too. Yeah. Ooh, is that thunder? <laughs> we've been having so much rain the past probably a week. It's really on and off, but today it's just nonstop. Yeah, well, I think it's on its way here, too. I'm here in St. Pete, and I've actually started to see some of the storm clouds rolling. It's, uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any like favorite experiences with fest that you kind of look forward to doing um really i think it's just all the people that i meet or just even my friends that all live like out of town we're all together for one weekend yeah same because it's like it feels like always a big like family reunion and stuff mm -hmm. i have friends from yeah. like uh, that i've met through fest i don't think i would, would be able to say that i have friends in like california yeah that I do now because of going for best as long as I have and you said this is your third or fourth best uh third nice so that's exciting um do you have like a favorite best memory from going for the past couple of years I would probably be from uh Fest 15 when I saw Lemuria um I met this couple Jordan and Celia who are from Canada and they've been driving down for probably eight or nine years I'm not quite sure but then we immediately became friends. And then I saw them again last year, and they even flew into Gainesville um, when Lemuria played here, and we all like hung out. And then Jordan even sent me like an entire box of just like old CDs that he had. That's so cool, and it's nice that you're able to like bond over music like that. I know for me, that's definitely one of my favorite things to do. I remember like what was it last year? I was with a group of friends, and like we just all collectively lost it during like Katie Allen and Warrior sets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just cool, the friends that you make, and you're able to, like, share stuff with them back and forth throughout the rest of the year. So that's awesome that you have friends of Canada now that you can say that yeah. you share that with. So you live in Gainesville year-round, um, but I feel like there's something magical that happens whenever Fest comes around. What's your favorite part of, like, seeing everything kind of come together? Because you get to be kind of close to it all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's everybody kind of, like, sharing the same experience and just, like, seeing everybody and how excited everyone is. Like, even if I'm going to see a band and I know nothing about them, just, like, seeing everybody in the crowd, like, sing along to their lyrics and just get really excited is always really cool. Yeah, it's, like, such a special experience, I feel like, because you're standing in this room with these people and, like, most of that crowd is going to know every word to every song just mm -hmm. like you do. And you're they're going to get just as excited as you do. And, like, that's, like for me, the most beautiful part of Fest is just being able to share that for even just like a half hour, hour, however long that set is. So do you have like a favorite band that you've experienced something like that with? Uh, yeah, it was probably um, Sinceri and the Hena. They played, I want to say it was the Wooly, and I discovered them, uh, I want to say like last March, because they played a house show here with Mississippi. It was nice. cool to see them like in an actual big venue, and the room was really full too. Yeah, that was such an incredible set. I uh, It was funny. Do you remember that part when they were, like, throwing out, like, free merch and candy and stuff? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was Skittles. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was really funny because I was, like, toward the middle of the room, but, like, somebody launched a t-shirt into the crowd and I caught it. 
I felt like I was almost a, like an athletic event because you know how they have like teacher oh, yeah. cannons and shit. And I was just like, oh my god, it felt like I was literally doing that for a minute. And I feel like a lot of the craziest fest memories I had were literally related to that because like during pre-fest, uh, mm-hmm. they had their set at like a Mexican restaurant. And mm-hmm. at one point when the crowd was like moshing, um, I look over and there's this waitress trying to cross the room with like a, a tray of tortillas. And it literally looked like these tortillas were like crowd surfing across the room. Wow. <laughs> it just felt like it totally suited them in some way to have just like this absurdity. Yeah, I've never done pre-fest, but I might actually do it this year. I really, really want to. Oh, you should. You know, it's so much fun to be able to do. I'm kind of lucky because I'm based in St. Pete, so I'm, like, about 15 minutes um, if the traffic's nice to Tampa. Um, And it's so great to be able to just get those extra couple of days of fest. Yeah, I have a friend who's actually graduating um, this semester, so she still lives in Tampa by October. I'll probably go. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to be able to hang out and experience more of this fest stuff. I mean, it's it's so special to be able to have that extra time with friends, and some of them you only get to see for literally that week out of the year. So between that and all the bands, can't yeah. really go wrong. Because <laughs> my problem too is always like the schedule conflicts and not wanting to miss like first and then having to leave and come back to set. Yeah, you can kind of like. For me, I've done that in the past where it's like, okay, if. But if I, there's a schedule conflict in Gainesville and the, both bands or one of the bands are playing in Tampa, it's like, okay, cool. I can see them in Tampa and not worry about missing them in Gainesville because I've already seen them. It, it, it helps with a little bit of uh, the listener guilt that I get sometimes. Yeah, it definitely gives you a lot more leeway schedule-wise. Yeah, you get to see more bands and enjoy more. And it's it's a lot of fun, though. Sometimes I will double down and see bands like two or three times. I'm very, very guilty of that. Like, I think I saw expert timing every opportunity I could. <laughs> no, they're really, really good. I finally saw them for the first time at Fest, uh, and they were really great. That was such a fun set. Definitely one of my, like, favorite moments of the weekend. And everybody in that band is so talented. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's your must-see, can't-miss set, you think, based off of the lineup so far? I probably want to say Adult Mom right now, just because I've never seen them live, but I really want to see Pacific and the Helena again, even though it'll be my third time, because I know they'll probably have music by then. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I haven't seen Adult Mom either, so that's definitely a big, like, I'm very excited for this set, and then, uh, yeah, I feel like... I will probably try to see Prince Daddy as many times as possible just because I feel like I can just like ride their energy for pretty much the rest of whatever point in my day I'm in. Cause like I've actually gotten to a point where I'll have coffee in the morning and listen to Prince Daddy to get like almost a little bit of a boost in my day, <laughs> but they have that kind of energy. It's great. Yeah. And that split that they did with mom jeans was amazing. I would play it like every single day right when it came out. Right? Both both of those bands are incredible. I mean, Mom Jeans is really doing great right now. They're playing Fest, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, we also, like, I love that song. It's um, the Thrashville Part 2 with Kississippi yeah. singing on it as well. That's, like, my go-to now. <laughs> the combination. Yeah, I, li- I just like the different vocal stylings with, like, Corey mm-hmm. and Zoe. It's so much fun. And, like, did you? I'm, I'm sh- sure you got to see that part of their set, too, where they actually went up and did that. Awesome, yeah. Oh, gosh, I love it. I'm like, if they could just do that every night forever, that would make me so happy. <laughs> I'd love to hear that song again. Yeah, um, definitely can't wait for it. I'm pretty sure they will. 
Um, are there any things you're kind of hoping to be able to do at Fest this year? There's always so much activity with like the flea market and the wrestling and it seems like they keep adding more and more yeah. cool things to do like comedy and yeah, I definitely want to go. I know, I think it was Chris Gethard had like a podcast that he um, like was recording at Fest and stuff last year, but I didn't get to go to that. So there's another podcast and really the flea market too. I think that's always a really cool spot to go see. Yeah, I always feel like that's such a fun time because it's like with the flea market, you get to see so many like cool indie projects. Like I know people who mm -hmm. sell everything from like soaps to hot sauce to cool like record bins and stuff. And then um i always feel like that's one of my family reunion moments because i run into everybody starting then because mm -hmm. everybody's and waiting at registration yes yeah, so, uh, you know what it's insane i've been going to fest for like six years and i still haven't done the photo booth so oh well then you'll have to go this year absolutely definitely i might have to meet up with you so we could do that that would be fun that would be amazing yeah that would be really really cool yeah, I, my friend Kendra volunteers and does all that, so I don't know how I didn't get dragged over there last year, but <laughs> it's always so goofy, and I like everybody's pictures, so I'm like, all right, I got to do it this year. That's, like, probably the one thing of Fest that yeah. I just have, that's, like, the one thing on my list that I just have not gotten to, so definitely on my, I don't know, Fest bucket list? I don't, I hopefully Fest never ends, so... <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'm super excited about everything going on with Fest. Thank you so much for joining me, Lindsay. And yeah, um, are you going to be doing any coverage and stuff for Level to the Room? Or are you trying to do anything with that for Fest? Yeah, definitely. Um, we covered it last year, and I'm actually moving into a house that's right near downtown. So I'm sure we'll be able to do stuff. It's basically like five minutes from Flaco, so I already know I'm going to be there all the time. Perfect. You're like in the right setting because you're close to all the good food. You're going to be right by all the venues. So that should be yeah, so much fun. The house is in the historic district. So it's like a little baby blue house with a big porch. So I really want to film uh, like level life sessions up there and do like interviews. Damn, that sounds like so much fun. Well, I hope that these bands hit you up and that you can get some really great sessions going because like with Fest, I feel like you kind of get a little bit of the morning time to be able to kind of ease your way into the day. And who knows, maybe some bands will just be like, let's start my day with like an acoustic session or something like on your porch sounds beautiful. Yeah, that's how we did it last year. We, I think we filmed from like nine in the morning to like noon and then everyone like on staff would just go to whatever bands they wanted to see. That's awesome. Well, great. Well, it sounds like you've got Fest on lock and everybody's gonna have to make sure they follow you throughout that and even before then because you have really oh, yeah, we're definitely coverage. doing uh pre-show coverage and like staff picks like we did last year and like interviews and artist features kind of everything that we can really yeah you seem to have a good amount of like bands that are also involved with like you know the fest scene and everything so mm -hmm. like i mean you've had rat boys you've done interviews with that band and stuff on the website and everything so like this is you're definitely a go-to spot for me personally to check out a lot of really great coverage for bands so mm -hmm. everybody's gonna have to make sure they follow you year-round because there's a bunch of cool mm -hmm. stuff on the site right now yeah and especially local bands when people aren't in gainesville just so they're still aware of how great the music scene is here Oh yeah, Gainesville is one of my favorite scenes in Florida. Everybody there is so talented and it always feels like, I always feel like I have to start cheering and like celebrating and stuff whenever a Gainesville local band gets booked also for fest. Like last year, I think I cried Definitely. through half of like, I cried through half of Gutless's set. <laughs> oh, I love them, yeah. And like being insignificant other again was amazing. And even uh, like Wolverine from South Florida. 
It's so special whenever we get to see these bands and especially whenever like these people who come into town to visit and stuff, they get exposed to the local bands as well. And that helps them grow too. So that's just one of the special things about Fest. Yeah, I always get really excited when I see a Florida band like go on a big tour. Definitely. Well, we'll definitely be cheering them on and counting down till the next wave of announcements in June. So we'll have to catch up again and talk more about Fest maybe yeah, then. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
heard from Lindsay from Level to the Room. I am such a huge fan of what her team is working on and how their blog really showcases everything I love about Gainesville. It's a special town outside of Fest, full of really incredible bands and a scene that really supports it. Thank you so much to Lindsay for taking the time to chat with me about everything Fest. Go check out leveltotheroom.com and give them a like and follow on all social media. The writing and photos on that site are phenomenal and you won't want to miss what they're up to. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Google Play with hopefully Spotify on the way. Until next time, stay angry and make sure to stream some of Frequency Within. Oh, and go buy your Fest Pass. <laughs>